Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the MPYA podcast. We've got Nathan here. Hello. We've got Clay here. That's right. And they gave me permission to welcome everyone. Sometimes we like to switch it up. <laughs> so Permission. Have you ever welcomed us, no. Nathan? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, mm, I'm more of a side guy. Hey. I should have let Nathan do it this time. <laughs> You're right. But I do have a question for you guys. You two went to a conference this week. We did. We just the got art back. of teaching. Yeah. Last night. How was it? It was amazing. We heard from some incredible speakers. Uh, John Tyson. Wow. You love, you love John Tyson. I do. Beast. I do. Beast. I was listening to a podcast he does this morning on the way into work. Aw. Yeah. Can't get enough. Um, but yeah, he gave an incredible message. And then we got to hear from Jackie Hill Perry, who also crushed it. Rich Velotis was there, uh, who took over for Pete Scazzaro. Mm. For those of you who don't know who he is. And healthy then, guy. Emotionally huh? healthy, healthy guy. Emotionally. Yeah. yeah big, emotionally healthy. Big on Sabbath. He loves Ooh. it. <laughs> who else was there? Charlie Dates. Charlie Dates, John Mark Comer. Wow. Yeah. 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 Comer. Big leagues. It, yeah. It was great. Did you guys meet anybody? Did you go talk no, to No, we them? don't really do that kind of thing. <laughs> You know, there's, I mean, I will say they were super great about being available. Like you yeah. easily could have went and talked to them. Oh, yeah. They were out in the halls yeah. talking to people nonstop. Just hanging out down front. It's just, I don't really know what I would say. I would rather just go get coffee with mm-hmm. them. It's not like I want to have a two minute fanboy interaction. Right. Sure. I want to sure. ask them some deep questions. Or if I had a legit question. That I really wanted answered. Totally. I might would go stay after. But I feel like my questions that I have aren't necessarily appropriate. Same. They're not appropriate? No, for like (laughs) a two-minute public interaction. It's true. I've been keeping like a running list of questions that I want to ask Tyson if I ever could. And all of them, I looked at them. I'm like, I need more time. Right. I wouldn't yeah. be able to just go up to him and ask these. Yeah, like, hey, real quick. No, yeah, like mine are more very like theological mm-hmm. church. Right. Like, I need a Bible and a journal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some big questions. <clears throat> but and you guys carpooled. We did. That's so carpool. That's carpooled. so cute. Like, back to what did you guys talk school? about in the car? <laughs> what did we talk about? This is like Ali loves to ask <laughs> what I talk about. With friends, like when I go golfing or when I'm Clay out. never know. You think we're talking bad about you? No. No, no, no. I <laughs> Every just, time. Like, that's ever. so cute. What do you guys like chat no. about Every time she car. asks, I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. Yeah. That's crazy. I, it feels I mean, like we talked about nothing. Church. Did you talk? Did you guys sit no, there we silently? Did talk. We talked. I feel like we talked the whole it. time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The conference. Yeah. I feel like it was a little just. little debrief. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Honestly, Super a lot of refreshing. secrets that we can't tell you. Oh, I understand. That that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Since you don't remember, quote unquote. <laughs> what did you do while we were gone? Um, I took care of our teething baby. Mm. It was tough. Solo parenting is tough. Uh, yeah. Tell me about it. I don't 
the you one time I fun. Yeah, actually, I've told parented many times. Yeah, but you have. The one that I think about often is where I was. I I think it was the only overnight I've done by myself, maybe. Mm-hmm. And of course, when I was in Daytona. Yeah, she um, went number two in the tub. <laughs> in the tub. <laughs> The one and only time that's that ever happened. literally has not happened since. Of course, it's when I'm by myself and I don't know what to do. That is that is tough. Well, yeah, you PT, know what would have helped me in that sleep. moment? What? If I had had a mentor, a dad mentor, yeah, going here that would have I could have called up. Mm. He could have told me, "Oh, I've been in the same situation, mm. the same scenario," and could have told me exactly how to handle it. Wow. Because I was lost. <laughs> And I needed another dad in my life. That's deep. That's really good. Do you think mentors are important? I think mentors are extremely important. I think they're key to our growth Mm. as human beings, to our lives. Uh, And so that's why I want to talk about it today. Oh, is that? Is that it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You're getting better and better at that. At transitions? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, sometimes I start to do it and then y'all throw me off because you're like, you, you recognize it before I get there. It's not hard to recognize. I think everybody <laughs> recognizes it. Well, it's that means I'm doing something right. Good job. Um, Clarity. So, yeah, thinking about mentors. Uh, yeah, I think we all, I, I think everyone today would kind of recognize, at least young adults, yeah, and everyone, that mentors are an important thing for people to have. The struggle, I think, is finding one, <laughs> making the ask, yeah. figuring out who is a good mentor for me, is it weird if I go try to talk to them? Some people feel too distant, like the people that we would love to have as our mentors, they feel out of reach. Mm. And so I think I would just love to talk about how to find a mentor because I think um, so many young adults would, they would agree and they would love to have a mentor, but how do we actually go about getting one? Totally. So I know both of you have had mentors in your lives. Do yep. one of you want to start by sharing kind of how you went about it and what it might look like for somebody else. Yeah, at least for me. So middle school and high school, I had a lot of kind of built-in mentors, just Mm -hmm. small group leaders, people who wanted to invest. I mean, I remember having this moment in college of, okay, I would like to be poured into by someone, you know, like just that, that I felt that lack. Mm -hmm. And so what I did, I just looked around at the women in the church that I was going to and asked myself, who do I want to be like? That's good. Like literally just who do I want to be like? Mm -hmm. Great. Um, And there was this one woman specifically. Yeah. You don't want to be, seek out mentors that you don't want to be like. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's not recommended. Right. But I think some people just aren't intentional and they're like, you're older. I'll hang out with you. And then you're like, wait a minute. I think it's a great, yeah, it's great. I don't love that. Um, So that was kind of my filter. And then there was this woman named Carolyn who was my friend's mom. And I basically just followed her around until she loved me and then we would start meeting. But all right, like, so key number one, follow somebody around. I mean, yeah. I just like placed myself in a close proximity with her. Like I know this sounds creepy and it is, honestly. But like she would be doing a prayer meeting at her house, I would go. You know, she would be leading a Bible study, I would sign up for that Bible study. Let's go. Like yep. I just was really intentional to place myself around her. Mm. Um and then I ended up. Which is mo- a great point because it's like you're not just waiting around for something to happen. Right. Totally. You're I, actually putting yourself in situations right. where 
not only are you noticing them, but hopefully they're going to take notice of you. Right. And we became really close, truly. And I had it was kind of a unique relationship because I was really close with her daughter. So I was just kind of around them in general. And we didn't have like a form. I didn't ever like present like, will you mentor me? But we just kind of had that relationship kind Mm -hmm. of more naturally in that way because I just decided to basically put myself around her in any situation I could. Um, So that's just one example. I know, Nathan, you have probably a more like formal example of presenting a request. I think yours is more um, applicable because you just kind of, you know, found someone that you admired and respected and then started being around them, Mm -hmm. which anybody can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, In an uncreepy way. It really (laughs) wasn't creepy. I'm sorry I said it in such a creepy way. Um, You were just sidling her? Right. I mean, like like, showing up at her house at night and like... (laughs) So what's kind of funny is I ended up living with them for a minute. it's getting weird. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, weird. Anyway, your turn. Um, I mean, mine's a little bit different, but similar in a lot of ways. I was kind of like you said, throughout middle high school, you kind of had built in mentors mm-hmm. through church or just, you know, family, friends, all kind of things like that, small group leaders. And so I had those people in my life. But then when college came, there, like you said, there was kind of this void. And at that point, I knew that I was called in ministry, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sitting there like, well, what does that look like? You know, and so I was really looking for someone who could mentor me personally, but also had some experience in ministry world. Um, and so I had known about this guy named Will Snipes, love him to death. And I, I, that's the first time I've heard his first name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I call you him, call Snipes. him Snipes. Yeah, I did. Exactly. Um, so I'd heard that's about such him. such a cool last name. I know. I love it. Good for him. I'd heard about him, but like never had interactions with him. He's done a lot of ministry, teacher, leads Bible studies for guys, all kinds of stuff. But I never crossed paths with him. And then one night we met with kind of a group of guys, just mutual friends, connected there, went to dinner two weeks later. And at dinner, I mean, I've met this guy once before, and I straight up said, hey, will you mentor me? <laughs> and when, now when just I asked direct that, ask. I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. I just knew I think I need this guy in my life, and I need his wisdom and guidance, and I've seen his life from afar for years, and I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So will you mentor me? And I remember he said, he was like, I've never been asked that before, <laughs> and I don't really know what that means. Right. And I'm like, yeah, me either. But I think we should like meet regularly and talk through, like, scripture and our life. <laughs> so for the first, like, eight months, we met every week. I remember— Every we w- week. Every that week at a commitment. coffee shop. And we went through the book of Isaiah. Really hard to go through, but it was great. Um, and then from there, I mean, seven years later now, it really has turned into, like— I mean, we talk, like, every day. I see him every chance I can. Uh, when I'm back home and just it's like a best friend type thing Mm -hmm. but he's still very much like a mentor figure in my life Um, but yeah a little bit different than you Allie where I didn't know him Mm -hmm. and I just straight up asked yeah (laughs) because in in a sense 
our paths weren't going to cross necessarily right. on the regular mm-hmm. if I didn't just straight up ask. Yeah. It wasn't like we went to the same church or, you know, we saw each other right. on a regular basis. So I was like, I need to basically be intentional or I might run into him a few months down the line. Right. What is it? And you kind of explained it. And I want to hear from you too, Clay. Mm. What, what that, what does it mean to be mentored? Like, is it every week? Is it totally. you talk on the phone sometimes? Is it accountability? Is it you just learn from them? And like, what? And I know it looks different in different seasons of life, but if you had a men- I mean, if you had a mentor right now, what what would yeah what would that look like? No, I think I was gonna I was kind of thinking the same type of question, just in that does it need to be a formal like you're my mentor? Right. Like, does it need to be that clear for them to be considered a mentor to you? And because to me, when I think about a mentor for me, um, after I graduated college and I, similar to Nathan, started to realize, I think God is calling me into ministry and I'm working at this small church plant. And all of a sudden I've got two great pastors who are leading this church and helping um, get this thing going. And I just saw one of them and I was like, I, I feel like we have a lot in common. We have similar personalities and I want, I would love to be in his position one day. And so I just started, yeah, seeking out that relationship. I don't, I don't know if I, I never formally asked, will you be my mentor? I never, I don't think I followed him around creepily. Uh, it wasn't creepy. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, but I just started, like we started, I don't even really know how it happened. That's the problem. But we just started meeting for coffee a lot, Mm one-on-one. And I would say one of the big keys for me and that I would probably tell young adults is even if it's not formal and you just have those relationships and you start meeting with someone one-on-one, just come like with questions. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I never was like, oh, this dude's my mentor. But I would show up ready to ask questions because he, I knew that I wanted to seek his wisdom and figure out what was next and what what I needed to do. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I think for like, what is a mentor? I think it's just someone that, who is older than you. I think that's a key. Number Mm -hmm. one, Uh, someone that you can trust, someone who's in a position. Same gender, different gender. I I think primarily same. Yeah, I would, I want to just say same. But, but I I do think, I mean, I have a lady in my life. She's like a second mom Mm -hmm. to me in a sense. Um, Her name's Ruth McWhite. And she like, the people in your life have very cool names. <laughs> Ruth McWhite. If you're listening to this, I love you. Um, <laughs> but she she's like my prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. And so when – and it's a little different because she's like, you know, I could be her son type right. thing. Um, and I know her entire family. It's mm-hmm. not like I only know her. I know her husband really well. Um, but when I need something in my life, I go to her, yeah. and she's going to pray with me for like 30 minutes, and we walk away crying and have felt the Lord's presence. So, so, but I'm not like talking to her on the regular, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, anyway, back to you. Sorry. sorry. Back to you. Now, I, I, where was about I? The, you're talking about the, the things oh. about like trust. Yeah, questions. I mean, gender. I mean, yeah, to your point, I think they can be females, but... Like, I, I just don't want to get caught in that position where For sure. I'm out with a woman totally. over coffee one-on-one, totally. um, even if she does look like my mom or whatever. Right. Um, but, 
Yeah, I mean, just getting out and I don't know where I was going anymore. I'm really sorry. It's okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm throwing off. What's next? No, but I do think going off your questions thing, yeah. I remember when me and Snipes had hung out in a group. That was the first time ever meeting him, that whole thing. Then that night, he was like, hey, we should go to dinner in a couple weeks. We planned dinner. Well, when I showed up to dinner on my phone, I probably have the notes somewhere. I had like 10 questions I wanted to ask him. Hmm. And... I remember sitting at P.F. Chang's, and we just sitting there, and I'm just going through my questions. Yep. You know? And it sh- I think it showed to him, like, hey, I- I'm not here just to, like, get a free meal. Mm-hmm. I, like, want to learn from you. Yeah. And I value you and respect you, and I need help, you know? And I remember asking him some very vulnerable things mm-hmm. right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But I think that set the precedent of, like, hey, I'm invested in this thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Now, going back to, what was your question? My original question was, like, what does it look like? What is a mentor? Yeah. Or, like, and, like, do you meet once a week? Do you meet once a month? Do you talk? Yeah, and I think it's someone, too, who, I I think you and I were talking about this at one point, but I think there is an element of this person kind of holding you accountable. Mm -hmm. Totally. Giving you advice, holding you accountable, spurring you forward to Mm -hmm. be a better person. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's what so many young adults are looking for, too, is someone to hold them accountable, yeah. someone that they can seek out advice from. Um, but what I've heard from people who are mentors or, yeah, like giving advice to people is mentors will get a little frustrated if you don't take the advice. Mm. <laughs> that's so true. Like, if you're going to come to me, ask me to be your mentor, right? and we're going to meet one-on-one, you're going to ask me questions, but then you're going to go and live a life that's different than the advice that I keep giving you, then it's going to be hard for this mentorship relationship Mm -hmm. to continue. And in that, I even think about the story from First Kings with Rehoboam, where he seeks advice from elders, but then he also goes and seeks it from his peers. Mm -hmm. He chooses to take the advice from his peers rather than his elders. And then the elders are like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're confused. And then he loses the kingdom, essentially. And his... it's like his downfall because of his arrogance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think just if we are going to seek mentorships out, being ready and willing to embrace their authority over our lives and the accountability yeah. and be like, okay, I hear you and I'm going to go do what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even in seeking out a mentor, be prepared That's good. for the answers you're going to receive. Yeah, Be ready to go do it. Yeah, And I think that's so... That's how we should approach Jesus, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think so many of us are like, I want Jesus, but I don't always want to do what he says. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, but if we really make him the authority of our lives, the Lord over our lives and believe that that's true, then if then we'll go and live and do what he says. Um, and I think our young adults and I mean, everybody, not just young adults, we all struggle to do that sometimes. I heard a quote years ago. Um about mentorship and it said the power in mentorship is when zeal meets wisdom. And oftentimes the mentee, you know, the younger, yep. young adult has the zeal. Yep. And then the mentor has that wisdom because they've lived longer, been through more, you know, just followed Jesus longer. And that's a beautiful thing when those two things come together. Mm-hmm. Because over time, generally speaking, you can lose some zeal, you know, but you gain a ton of wisdom. And so when you couple those two things together, it's actually a beautiful partnership 
where hopefully the mentor is getting out just as much from the relationship as the mentee is. Um, And so I just think, I know for me, I was 18, had all the zeal in the world. (laughs) Yep. And not a lot of wisdom, you know? And I needed that. Yeah, so what about the person who has wanted a mentor for a long time and just can't seem to find one? Yeah. Or can't figure out where he should be looking, where she should be going to find one. Um, And it just feels lonely. And it almost maybe starts to feel like I'm the problem. Mm. Mm. Like, what would you tell that person? I think we start with prayer, just like friendships, just like anything. But also, I think a practical step Join a small group, you know, join a small group specifically that's not led by people in the same season as you. Um, Because I know for me, my uh, when I was in high school, we had I had a really close mentor. I'm still close with her today. She led me and my two best friends. So it was a little group of us. Yeah. Um, it was outside of church. I honestly, she used to be my babysitter. I don't really even know how it came about. <laughs> um, but she just invested in me and my two best friends so intentionally. Um, and it was a little group of us, truly. Awesome. And we would, you know, go to Nashville together and we would go to a Taylor Swift concert yeah. together. And because it was a little group, it was super helpful. Helpful, But she would also meet with each of us one-on-one. And it was like this teeny, tiny, miniature little small group. But also because it was so small, she had the capacity to know each of us individually really yeah. well. See if that's the type of person. And then when the small group ends, say, hey, I would like this relationship specifically totally. to continue. Um no, yeah. I think that's one way. Yeah, I think that's why Nathan and I have made the conscious decision to do mentor-led groups yeah. at Young Adults. Because at the end of the day, if you can't find a mentor, you always have that small group leader mm-hmm. right. in your life. And that's kind of the whole goal behind it. It's like a built-in mentor, totally. really. Yeah, I think too, like, kind of like what you were saying, Allie, I don't think it always has to be a quote-unquote mentor for your entire life. Mm-hmm. like Like all areas of your life. And to be honest, when I was first seeking out Snipes, I really was asking him more of an ministry sense. And I knew my personal life and struggles and sin would come along with that. But I didn't have in mind like, hey, you're going to mentor me on finances. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more ministry, but it's turned into like, hey, he's just my person. But I also have other people in my life that I would say are kind of mentors for specific areas. You know, and it's like maybe it's my parents' friends that I've just grown up with or my friends' parents that I know they're in a certain occupation. And I'm like, oh, he's a realtor, and I don't know how it works with buying a house. Let me call him. Mm -hmm. And it's a little awkward. But then over time, this relationship forms, and now it's just like I have my person Mm -hmm. for that area of my life. Um And so for you, like, if you're like, man, I don't have a mentor, well, just look around in your life. Maybe it's, you know, some of your family members. Maybe it's some of your parents' friends that you grew up with or friends' parents or anybody older, coworker, that you're like, I don't really know much about them, but I know they're really wise in finances Mm -hmm. or they're really wise in marriage (laughs) and dating advice. And so you just start – Hey, can I? Can we go to coffee? I have a few questions about this. 
And then over time, it's like you just kind of have all these different people God's placed in your life. And whenever something comes up, you just look for that bucket, you know, and that person is kind of related to that. So I don't think it has to be like, okay, I need you to mentor me for all aspects of my life. (laughs) Forever. Like you're getting every bit of me. Yeah. (laughs) And you better have all the answers. Yeah. Like just look for people that God's specifically placed in your life that Mm -hmm. have expertise in different areas and seek out that wisdom. Yeah. And another thing I say that I think Allie may disagree with me on is— Uh-oh. I know. (gasps) Ooh, I'm so excited. I think if you're in this position too, I would consider the people you read, authors, yeah, people you listen to, they may not be right in front of you, but I would consider the the people, some of those people— as mentors in my life. I do disagree. <laughs> Why? Because you don't know them. <laughs> Correct. I When I think of mentorship, I think of accountability. And I don't think John Tyson's keeping you accountable. He's not keeping me accountable, but he's pouring into me through his Sure. I do work, think it's work. really important to read and to listen and to have people you trust in that way. So I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but I just don't think my personal definition of a mentor. Yeah. But agree to disagree. I mean, yeah, I think spending time alone, allowing a person to speak into me, mm-hmm. whether that's through a voice right in front of me or a book, that is a medium of, I mean, I'm getting in detail here, but <laughs> I think through that, I am being mentored yeah. and changed and shaped by the words and the people I'm allowing to sure. speak into my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of that just comes down to it's a different flavor of mentorship, you know. Mm, that's good. And like flavors. But, but not just like. I got grape and you got <laughs> watermelon. But there's definitely <laughs> those people that we haven't met, but or maybe we've met them, you know, in passing or yeah. whatever. We don't have an everyday relationship with. But you dive deep into their, right. not just their, like, books, but their work in mm-hmm. general and their life. You know, you see how they do certain things, and you really become influenced by them. Yeah. I definitely think that's a, it's a flavor. It's a flavor. Okay, that's fair. Well, here's here's a question as we wrap up. When are you ready to be a mentor? Mm. Because we're talking about having mentors being poured into. But ultimately, if you're just being poured into and you're not pouring out, you just get, you know, all full. I don't know. I mean, I think, and a little bit, the word mentor, I I kind of have a love-hate relationship Mm -hmm. with because I think it's really good in some areas. I really don't like the word mentee. I think it's gross. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't like this when you said it, and I almost said something, like, but I didn't. Ew. When you're like, you know, in the minty, yeah, I, don't really, I like really don't like it. But I, I don't d- call me minty. <laughs> <laughs> I do think mentor sounds really formal. Yeah. And maybe that brings a negative connotation. But I do think at some point, like, if you're being poured into, we're, we as disciples of Jesus should always be poured into to be poured out. Mm-hmm. And I think as far as mentorship, I'm not sure there's a certain age that's like, you know, once you hit this certain threshold or whatever. I think just a general rule is we should always have people under us. Yeah, part of me feels like you could technically always be a mentor. Totally. Because there's always somebody younger than you that you could give advice to. 
Yeah. And, and also, I don't necessarily think it has to go by age. Yeah. You know, there's certain people, maybe it's like spiritual maturity where you've just been walking in the faith longer and you're the same age as, you know, this guy, but he just became a Christian and, you know, he's seeking wisdom and you have a lot to offer. Um, so I don't think there's yeah, necessarily a a threshold. It's like, this is the point. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think we should always be pouring out to people under us. Yeah, I guess it can depend on the maturity in certain areas. For the most part, I would want to say they're older. Totally. But Yeah, generally. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Lastly, as we're kind of wrapping up, just thinking of a few things that people can do right away, right now. I think number one is just starting with prayer, um, taking it to the Lord, asking who is in my life, uh, asking him to maybe bring someone into my life. Yeah. Um, that could be a mentor, helping me to have clarity around that, see who it might be. Number two, asking the question, who do I want to be like? Mm-hmm. Um, figuring out who's in my life right now, what relationships do I have? Uh, who am I in close proximity to that I could find? Um, or maybe ask to be a mentor or just, yeah, begin asking questions, going to coffee. Maybe it's not a formal mentorship, but it's, hey, I have this person who's I just have a relationship with and they'll take me to coffee and I, and I can ask my questions. And then lastly, I think it's just joining a small group. Um, and that could be with young adults. It could be at your church, wherever you're at. Um, but ultimately, just getting in a small group, having someone that you're having faith conversations with. Yeah. Um, and they're probably most likely older than you. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the three things. It's great. Yeah. Three takeaways. How would, do I find a would mentor? Would you consider yourself Nathan's mentor? <laughs> Uh, yes. Just kidding. (laughs) Definitely in some ways. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Who's your mentor? Oh. Who's my mentor? Yeah. It's different people and different aspects of my life. (laughs) I don't have one right now. I have a a handful. They just don't know it. Love it. Good stuff. All right. Great podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.